Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. The world's greatest psychic, Gary Spivey, is here at 1-800-827-GARY, 1-800-827-GARY. Chris, did, did we talk to you a while ago? Um, it's been years. Okay, so I just didn't know, because every this doesn't come up very often, which is why I was asking. Um, oh. So Gary told you that your first child is an indigo child. Correct. Wow. What, and Gary, will you explain what that means one more time? Well, that means that, that uh, usually the, the child will have a blue aura, a blue-colored aura, uh, indigo blue. And it also means they're very spiritual, they're gifted, they can, you know, they're spiritually gifted, they can do many of the things I can do, or sometimes more. And so uh, that's, um, that, that's what that means. Huh. And there's a great book called The Indigo Children that's been out forever. Good book, you know, real good book. Very good to read. So, uh, so Chris, you were you were just wondering if baby number two is the same. Well, yeah, because I'll tell you what, she exhibits a lot of the same characteristics that my first child does. So, um, kind of curious because she does. Well, this uh, is a different. Yeah, this one's a different child, uh, not a not a, a blue indigo aura, but actually even a more advanced aura. And uh, these children have rainbow-colored auras, and so she has all the colors of the rainbow around her, which means that she's a natural healer. Uh, when you hold this baby, you get hot, almost like some permeating heat radiates through your body, right? Definitely. My my wife won't sleep if we bring her. If she brings her into the bed with us for for whatever reason, she can't sleep between us because both of us are way too hot for her to sleep next to. Yeah, this this permeating heat comes comes through these children. But she's a natural healer, and so. But her rainbow uh, her rainbow color aura makes her a healer. She'll be a healer uh, for her whole life, and, and she'll be able to just uh, heal people with her presence. And so it's really really pretty amazing. You guys are having gifted babies, and so uh, that that's. Uh, that's what's going on with this one. Okay, so does she see it's the same thing then as my she first can, child? Uh, she sees way more than the first child and probably way more than me. So these kids will make me obsolete here pretty soon. But anyway, so... It's uh, not good for the show, Gary. Yeah, I get yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, she's, she's going to be a really gifted kid. Yep, absolutely. She'll be seeing things, seeing angels. She'll see ghosts. She'll see dead people on the other side. Uh, she'll be able to see demons. She'll be able to see everything that's there. Wow. So, well, it explains a lot. Okay. All right, buddy. Thank you, Chris. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah, good luck. You. What That's do you need crazy. us for? Yeah, yeah, just start. Just start asking your kids. You don't need to call us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later, um, Gary. We'd like to ask you really quick. We uh, we believe that we lost one of our own. Um, he called himself Terry the Stat Guy. We met him, or I met him ages ago at the Fiesta when we used to do Monday Night Football. He um. He moved to Kansas City. He'd been having health problems. We're pretty sure that the guy that, that Spence found online, we just haven't heard from him in, in months. I um, mean, he used to call and write emails a lot. Yeah. Do you know if he was a diabetic? Yep. Yep. Okay. He had yeah, all it, that stuff working. Yeah. It looks like to me that he maybe went into a diabetic coma situation and nobody found him. Mm. And, and, but it feels like a, a, a complication of a diabetic problem. 
Well, he had been in the hospital for a long time, and then he went home for a while and was still eating fast food and stuff like you know. I mean, he would talk to all the time about what the latest thing was happening at Jack in the Box. Yeah, right. And uh, which I which I love too. But right. I mean, yeah, he might have drank. It feels like he may may have been drinking or something. But it, it's oh, it, it put him, whatever he was doing that was sort of self induced put him into feels like to me a diabetic type coma, and so that's what I see. So back in November. That's, Feels like that. My hands got warm, so I would that that would mean. Uh, that's yes. funny. My right hand did too. You felt that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did, uh, can you can you reach him? him? Can you see yeah. him? Say his name, Terry. Statman, what's up? He was was he kind of cool and did a little dance sometimes. Boy, we we hadn't seen him in years. Lauren, I never even thing. met him. Lauren was the one that brought it up today, and uh-huh. Lauren has never met him in person. Yeah, well, I see a little dance, and so um, I think I'm talking to him on the other side, but it's very, very white. Uh, you can actually talk to people's higher selves, but I believe I've got his real self up there. Kind of I a bigger see, dude? Yeah, right. And so he he looks like an, he kind of looks like an old Bo Jackson. You know who that is? To oh, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, right. I, I, I see where you'd make that connection. Yeah, sort of like that in my head. When I, but, but I just see that's the face I see. And so, uh, but I see him in light, just tremendous light. Well, so, that's good. Yeah. You know what? We'll just, and we'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. So, Vic, oh, Vic, we, are you from last week? Yes, sir. That's what I thought. Oh, thank God that you got back through. Because, see, when you couldn't get through last week, Gary, we asked people, we said, okay, Gary's not here, but would you like us to give you advice? Oh. And we were, um, yeah, we were it's in. Done, Gary. How'd no, it go? We were way over our heads. Oh, okay. just yeah, more. I was stuck at DMV. That's why I couldn't answer you. <laughs> no, it's all good. So yeah. let's, uh, let's jump back on this. So you have a 15 year old stepson that's, that's, uh, when, when they do the whole 15 year old stepson's out of control, like in the movies and stuff like that, that's, that's like your life that's playing out, right? Um, it's worse. G- give us some details. Tell Gary about it. Okay. Real quick rundown. I have five kids. My girl has three kids. We have one on the way. Jesus. Um, I stepped into their lives, and this this boy said to me, I don't want a dad. I don't need a dad. And I promise you that I will make sure that my mom and you are not together. Ooh. Wow. Two weeks ago, he called CPS. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's just been <laughs> hell. And now, last night, we got into a huge fight, and she doesn't want to have nothing to do with me. And it's because of the things that he is saying. So, help me. Well, here's what I see. I see one of the other children telling on him, and, and and telling the truth. Does that make any sense? Um, he, he was staying over at his aunt's house for a while. Okay. So he just got back into the picture again. Right. So well, here's, well, here's here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing one of the other children, as well as a couple of other people, uh, will end up telling um, your wife the truth. And I see you guys back together. So that that'll happen. And uh, I see him also sort of simultaneously getting into some legal trouble. Maybe he I don't know if he steals something. Feels like that kind of thing. And so um, so it, it'll sort of not work out. Um, bad but i think it it works out good and then later uh, i think he'll he'll sort of reach out for help so he'll come along uh you know you you kind of came into the picture with him a little bit too little a little bit too late and so it's not your fault but uh but he needed a lot of help way earlier and he didn't get it so okay he needed needed a dad earlier 
what do I do? I think there's nothing much you can do except um, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, I love you. I love you, and and I th- I think she'll forgive you uh, for for the big mess. That's really not. Uh, I don't think even your fault. Uh, you'll get through it, but um, he'll he'll sort of tell on himself because he brags to people. He always brags, right? Yeah, he. You see, he's the only boy in the whole entire family, so he's like the golden child. Right, I hear you, but I think he's he's doing a couple of things that are that's sort of throwing him off of that space of the golden boy. So I hear you, but yeah, nine, dang, nine kids and only one boy. No, 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 no. Out of her family. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I have two boys and three girls. She has two girls and one boy. But so, if if I'm hearing this correctly, then Gary, you're just saying he's got to ride it out. He's got to ride it out, yeah. And oh, one of God. the other kids, one of the other girls, is going to tell on him because he's going to explain how he kind of contrived all this and came up with it and made up some lies. And and so you'll see, you'll you'll get through it. You know, just you know, stay on the horse, so to speak. See, the mom knows, but well, she knows. More, she, she's she knows, more confused she, by the situation because right. she feels that she has to pick. And I said, I don't want you to pick. No, and she'll get around to that. Um, I, I see sanity within two days. There was a bunch of crazy demons going backwards and forwards. When it gets like this, there's just a lot of psycho demons around that make people crazy. Uh, I cleared all of your energies. That's the reason your feet feel really hot. Feel that? And so I just cleared all the demons around you that were attacking you and her. But uh, your wife really loves you. I see you getting back together. It'll all work out. In two days, things will be normal. Okay? Okay, Good luck, buddy. Everybody, Hang in there. Buddy. I get it, though. My uh, my best friend, his daughter went sideways, 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 and he just finally had to ride it out. I have never heard him so happy because he is taking her to college tomorrow. Out the house. And he cannot wait to yeah. get her out. Uh, Nadine, so you're you're here at a crossroads in your career. Yes. The the job you're in, just is that not doing it for you anymore? I just... Um... I just don't feel like it's right for me. Like, I feel like it's going to lead me toward a direction that's going to, like, emotionally and, like, stably, like, I'm just not going to be in a good place. Do you have another job already? Yeah. Um, I, it's a pretty stable job. Um, it's just not something that I want to do with the rest of my life. No, and no, I no. feel like... Do you have another job? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're like, I'm at a crossroads, but I don't, I don't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, it's like, but if I continue further with the job that I have now, I might not be able to make a change later. Yep, yep. And so right. it's, like, it's like, it's a now sort of thing, and if I don't do it now, I'm going to miss this opportunity. I feel like I feel it, and I don't know if I should. What do you think, Gary? Mm, I, I think that you have to, uh, the day is almost like ride it out day. I think you have to ride it out uh, for a minute longer until you come up with a really good plan B. Uh, I think you have to sim- simultaneously work on a plan B, and I don't think you've done that. And so, so uh, like like you said, but I do see some opportunities that will be coming your way, but it feels like it's more after the first of the year. In the meantime, it looks like if you ride it out, uh, you'll be in a much better space than you would if you don't. And so, um, I know I'm not telling you what you want to hear, but I, I really, you know, I'm just seeing, I think we're, I'm telling you what I see you being happiest with. And so, but I yeah. just see great plan B's, new opportunities, things working out great, uh, but you have to spend some time working on that instead of blaming the situation you're in. And so, don't, don't try to make it some, you know, the situation's fault. Uh, just look for the, the plan B. Work on that. And, and I, see you, I see you nailing it. 
but I, I wouldn't quit right now. So you jumping out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. What bad I do? Idea. <laughs> yeah, bad idea. Okay. So it seems like it's going to get better. Yeah, then, after right? the first of, after the first of the year, yeah. I mean, but you have to work on it. You can't just not work. You can't it. just sit back and go, "Oh, this is going to be great." Yeah, <laughs> work on plan well, that's B. Not fun. <laughs> no, no, you got to go. You got to go do it. Yeah, work on plan B. Okay. All right, buddy. We'll uh, will we talk to you next week? Yep, we'll talk to you next week. Great. All right, one eight hundred eight two seven Gary one eight hundred eight two seven G A R Y to get your private reading with the world's greatest psychic, Gary Spivey. The program you're about to hear is real. The colors are real. The hosts are real. Prepare to tap into the spiritual gifts that are all around you. It's time for B1039's Tapping In with Gary Spivey. Now, the host of Tapping In, Big Mama. Welcome to another edition of Tapping In with the world-renowned psychic medium, Psychic Gary Spivey. If you'd like to get in, it's real easy to do. 765-1039 is the phone number. Let's Gary get Gary on the phone to introduce him, and then we'll set it all up with your phone calls. Gary, are you there? Yeah, right here. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Where are you at right now? Uh, today I'm in Minneapolis. Are you going by the State Fair? Or that ended this past weekend. Did you slip over there before it ended? I, I did not, but boy, I'd love to. I would have ate all the fried stuff, I'm sure. Yeah, boy, <laughs> the State Fair there in Minnesota is awesome. I love being out there. It's a good time. Well, I got to say, Gary, good morning and welcome to the show. How was your Labor Day overall? It, it was really good. I was in California. It was great. It was oh, real fun. There we go. It was in Newport Beach, actually. Oh, so was Adam. Adam was in California over Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Really? Wow. Where were you? Uh, I was up um, around Labor Day. I was uh, Napa in Sacramento, Manhattan Beach. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. I was there last week. Yeah. (laughs) He'd been there, done that. All right? So don't try to think you're something special, Adam. I'm just kidding. All right, let's take some phone calls and uh, see what's going on. Let's uh, grab the first caller of the day today. Let's grab Jennifer from the Cape. Go ahead, Jennifer. What's your question for Psychic Gary Spivey? Hi, Gary. How are you? Good morning. Really good. What's your question? Great. Um, I did a private reading with you about six or seven months ago, mm-hmm. and um, you told me a couple things about my business. I own my own business here locally, and I just wanted to see how you felt about everything at this time. Well, you know, here, here's what I see. Uh, it, it looks like that you've got new opportunities that are coming your way. Uh, sometimes you can be a little bit stressed over old ones, and you don't pay attention to the new ones. Uh, but I, I actually see, uh, if, if I gave you advice, it'd be don't look back, look forward. And so, uh, but I do see new opportunities, uh, more money coming. Um, you know, if you're talking about business, it looks pretty good to me. Okay. I, I just want to know if I'm going to be rich. Do you see that happening? <laughs> If you want to be. See, being rich is a mindset. And, and I read right. uh, uh, a lot of people who are rich, and I read a lot of people who are not rich, and everybody in between. And, and uh, usually the people who uh, are rich decide to be. And so and it's, it's about your mind and, and what you want to do with your life. And if you actually want to be wealthy, uh, I, I think that uh, anybody can do it. Uh, all you got to do is when you, when you do make a bunch of money, give some of it away and take care of some people who need something. And uh, it seems to be quite a good recipe that really does work. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your help, Gary. Thank you very yeah, much for your one. phone call. Let's go line two. I've got Gabby on the phone from Immokalee. Go ahead, Gabby. What's your question for Psychic Gary's um, Spivey? Good morning, Gary. How are you? 
Great, thank you. Your question you. is? Um, my question is if you if can sense any negative energy around me or my husband, and if um, you do, if you can clear it. Yeah, I, I got rid of some things, and your husband is a little bit upside down. He's got the indifferent demon, and so um, uh, he's also got the I can't do anything right demon. And so uh, do you uh, do you patronize him and tell him you're doing great, you're doing great, or do you beat him up and tell him you're doing bad, you're doing bad? Which one is it? Um, kind of a little bit of both. Um, he kind of give, he never finishes it. He kind of starts and then kind of puts himself down first. Um, you know, I, I tell him he has well, I think you guys are in a perfect does. storm where you've trained him to be that way. And mm-hmm. so, um, and, and you, you won't recognize that. So you have to take a step back and see he thinks he can't do anything right. And because okay. you're always, no matter what he does, you're critiquing what he does. And so okay. uh, I don't disagree that sometimes you don't finish projects. But at the same time, right now, if you patronize him, I think that's really going to go a long way. More like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can okay. do it rather than explaining all the things he don't do. So I think you have to patronize him, give him a lot of love. And I believe uh, you guys will change this kind of crazy matrix you're in. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. On to line three is another anonymous. Go ahead, anonymous. You're on the air. What's your question for Gary Spivey? Hi, Gary. Um, I had a uh, friend of mine passed away uh, three months ago from an unexpected um, uh, problems with his surgery. Um, The last time I spoke with him was in December, and I wanted to know if he had anything to say for me or how he's doing and what happened to him. (laughs) Um. He he was kind of a funny fellow, wasn't he? He was a fun yeah, guy. He was, and uh, because he's saying they killed me, <laughs> so he's a. Uh, uh, but he said no. He he thinks it was probably his time. Uh, he said everything had his ticker had had ran out. I'm just quoting him, but he's he's telling me that uh, uh, he's very happy. They spoiled him in heaven. Um, he has a lot. I uh, see his heaven's kind of a crazy heaven. Uh, when you get to heaven, you can ask for anything you want. And I see him uh, when he got there. He asked for a muscle car. He's got a really cool car. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and so, and so he had that kind of fun personality, right? Yeah, he was fun. Yeah, well, he's still fun. He he says, oh, "You good. remember? You remember?" Uh, he's referring to a time where he, where you remember. You remember he about uh, but he he says he explained to me that you got him that you're one of the people that actually really understood him and he said he appreciates that and he said we uh sure had fun and i'm quoting him we sure had fun yeah so, we sure did yeah well okay. he remembers it the same way from heaven oh yeah so he, he's good he came to you a couple of times he says he says hold your hand sometimes okay so so, keep on coming he smiles <laughs> He loves you. Oh, great. All right. Erica, Erica, go ahead. You're on the air. What's your question? Hi, Gary. Um, yes. My question is that things at work lately has been, they, they have been like a little crazy. And I have been changing positions. And I don't know if this is the right uh, job for me, actually. And I, I want to know what's going to happen. Um. Well, you know, I, I think that it is a good job for you. I think they like you, and um, I think you do a great job at your work. Uh, I believe you're just getting caught up in a bit of drama that reminds you of your family. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. 
And so you have to realize work is not your family and you can't get all up in it like you do family business. And so uh, you have to just back off the drama and so and don't get sucked into it. You know how they're, they're kind of sucking you into the drama, right? Yes. Okay. Well, you can change that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think. Well, think. Yeah, you change. You change. It'll be okay. That's what I see. Work is good, but don't treat it like your family drama. It's not your family. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Gary Spivey, the world's most gifted psychic, is here. His hair is—I mean, your hair is bigger today than I've seen. Is it, it bigger? Very, it's bigger than <laughs> I was in Gary's Hollywood, hair. Dave. I was out doing Hollywood things. Oh. What kind of Hollywood things are you doing? Well, you know, I, I'm just working it. You know, yeah, I'm doing TV shows and stuff, and so okay. I have to look a little bit more exaggerated. Your hair is like—I've got big TV hair today. Big, big old TV hair. Gary, I got to read this email to you. Gary Spivey, the world's most gifted psychic. Check this out. Hold on, I got it written down here somewhere. Gary. I have a horrible situation I need help with. It's kind of a longer email, but stay with me on this one. When I was 22, my mom died. We were never close, and I spent most of my life fighting with her. She wasn't really a nice person, and to her, I could never do anything right. I wasn't good enough in school, always too ugly to get a man, too lazy to get a good job, too stupid to take care of myself, you name it. She made it her mission to find fault in me, even though I was actually none of the things she accused me of being. She was in the hospital, and I didn't even bother to go see her until the very end. I didn't want to go see her, but I did, hoping that maybe she would finally apologize or say something to let me know she is sorry for treating me so bad all these years. I'll never forget Gary when I went into her room. She heard the door open, and she saw it was me. She turned her head toward the window to show me how disappointed that it was just, she was that it was just me. I tried to talk to her, but I didn't know what to say other than, how are you feeling? To which she replied, that's a stupid question. At that moment, all the years of her abuse of me just came out, and I told her I was sorry that no one loved her, and if they did, why weren't they here? Remember, she's in the hospital. She's dying. Yeah. Uh, she says, I told her I hope she was happy. For treating me like blank all these years and no one would miss her. And then I left. I cried all the way home, half angry at her and half angry with myself for saying all that. She died about an hour after I got home. Oh my gosh. That was 12 years ago and every single day I heard over it. I heard over the lost years with her and that she never showed any love to me and I hurt for the last things I said to her. It bothers me all the time and I pray that somehow she really is sorry and that a part of her loves me. But even more, I feel so sorry that those were the last words I ever spoke to her. Gary, is she sorry? Did she die mad at me? Does she have any love for me? Does she forgive me for what were basically the last words anyone said to her, Jill? That is awful. It's I mean, so awful. she tells her mother on her deathbed that no one loved her, and if anybody did love her, then why isn't the room full of people? And then she said, "No one's going to miss you." Wow. Yeah. What can you tell Jill, if anything, to make her feel better about what she said to her mom and the way her mom treated her? Sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, Dave. Sometimes people are just angelically led. Uh, even to cuss someone out, I know that sounds a little crazy, but but sometimes there's a there's a conversation that can be angelically led, and as weird as this sounds, um, you know, it would be certainly better to forgive her 
you know, I, I forgave my dad. He was a tough guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgave him on his deathbed. That's where it was, you know. And, uh, and so it's better that you do forgive people before they die. Because if not, you have sort of a karmic connection with them and you get to be with them in the next lifetime. Okay. Oops. You know, Oops, yeah, yeah, right, right. And, and so I don't think you want to do that. And so uh, we create little messes in our lives for no reason doing that. And so you do want to forgive people. And it's probably a good idea to forgive people always uh, for whatever, whatever it is, if you can. Does her can mom? Deep enough. Does her mom? Did her mom love her? Does her mom forgive her for? Well, I can see her mom on the other side. Her mom said that she forgave her uh, before she died, and she had to cuss her out to wake her up. Yeah, to make her realize, oh my God, this is my truth. I can die now. Sort of the same thing with my own dad. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, yeah. I got a vision. I was in the hallway, and he was on his deathbed, and I got a vision. That um, from God, and I can, I can see God, and God said, "Go in and tell him you forgive him for everything he's ever done to you." And I was like, "Everything?" Yeah, you know, he was a tough guy. Yeah, and so I did. I went in and I forgave him, and I I came out and I felt really good. And then Dean, who can also see God, who works with me, Dean said, "God told me to tell you you got to go back in there and forgive your dad for everything he's ever." Done, done to you. Same thing. Same thing. I said, I got the memo. Let's go. You know? <laughs> no. and, and so it's important to forgive people before they die. But in this case, I think that this woman, before she could die, had to hear that. Mm-hmm. And that happened to be the real truth. Really, no one was so going to miss her. So the mom had to hear, she no hear one's it. going to miss you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where are all your people who love you if, you know. Yeah. And she had to turn loose of her anger. Uh, she didn't want to take that anger with her to heaven because yeah. it's very karmic. And so at that last moment, because she did cuss her out, she came out of her anger. Wow. And so so it was very angelically led. And as weird as it sounds, she cussed her out. And it was sort what of a like. a rotten mom, though. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Well, she had become her mom. I think her mom was a little difficult. And so many times you'll become your own mom. Can you imagine so, the heartbreak of going to see your mom on her deathbed and you walk in the hospital room and she looks at you and turns her head away like to say, oh, God, it's just you. Oh, my God. Wouldn't it be gosh. awful? Yeah. Well, yeah, it would be pretty awful. I mean, and the, most of us never had to experience anything like that and never will. Yeah. Yeah. I see but her on the, the other people. side. I see her on the other side, and she just says she loves her, and that wasn't her. So I think the lady was really possessed. Okay. Brittany, question about your grandpa. What's going on? Yeah, my grandpa was an attorney in, or an, and a judge in Beltrami County for almost 20 years, and he died in 2003. My grandma died two years ago, and when we were cleaning out their house, we found some old murder photos from one of the, the um, cases that he worked on when he was a judge. Now, he had many different cases that he worked on throughout those 20 years. And so what my question is, is, you know, why did he hide these specific photos in the rafters in their basement when there were so many different cases that he worked on? What was so special about this specific case? What was so special about this particular murder case? Because he was a judge, right? Right. Okay. Uh, He thought that the case was going to get retried. And so that's why he kept those photos, because it was it actually it was declared a mistrial or something really crazy. But okay. it was just a real good attorney that knew how to do it. And uh, and he disagreed with uh, what the attorneys were doing. But uh, he thought it would be retried and he just kept everything and thought it would pop back up later years away. Wow. Does that sound make it like it makes sense? Yeah. But we will never know for sure. I know. I know. How long is how long has grandpa been gone? Since 2003. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, okay gotcha. Um, this is interesting. I haven't yeah, read it all, ahead. but let's go with this one. Yeah, go ahead. 
In our family, there's been a legend for years now. Several years ago, two of my very distant uncles were working on the roofing of a house in a town in Mexico when they saw a blinding bright light descend upon them. They say the light only lasted a couple of seconds, but their lives were changed forever. After seeing the bright light, both men started experiencing these terrible headaches that wouldn't let them function. One of my uncles didn't have money to go to the doctor and died two weeks later. Wow. The second uncle did go to the doctor, but they couldn't find anything wrong with him. He died a short time after that. He, uh, his baffled wife paid extra for an autopsy to be made of him. And when they looked at his brain, it was fried. My question is, why did the why did the aliens target these two men specifically? <laughs> is it just our family as others... Uh, is it just our family as others have seen lights or is it just a coincidence? Has okay, the same so she's claiming to many people since. So she claimed at the beginning that a UFO or a bright light That's or what something. They're saying. Our family has this legend going for years. Several years ago, two of my uncles were working on roofing on a house in a town in Mexico when they saw a blinding bright light descend upon them. They say the light only lasted a couple of seconds, but after seeing that, both men started experiencing these terrible headaches. One died a couple weeks later and the other one died a little bit after that. Uh, okay, Gary, what do you see? I mean, we don't mean to laugh. Not at all. But number all. one, you wonder whether it's even true. Number two, it's like, could it have been lightning? I don't know that the aliens are going to go, hey, you know what? Let's go all the way to Earth and target a couple of random roofers and then leave. So what do you think, Gary? What really happened? It was aliens, Dave. It was aliens. Yes. Okay, expand yes. on that for me, Gary. Yeah, please. well, here's, here's I, I worked on uh, this particular case. It was called the Braxton County Monster, and this was something that happened back in, I think, the... 40s okay and um or the 50s rather 50s i think and so and this was uh uh up in west virginia and it's called the braxton county monster and i i actually interviewed some of the people who saw this and it was similar to the same kind of thing with this bright light thing and then the thing actually crashed and they had the same thing happening with brain problems and and uh it, people were bleeding from their ears their nose i mean it was really kind of a crazy thing and there's there was a bunch of country folks who really did go through this and i talked to some of them uh so i know that it, it's really true and when i would read them i would wow they're telling the truth and so they this this is kind of the same situation when i read it i don't think they really went after the guys on the roof i think the guys on the roof were at the wrong place wrong time, wrong time. because when i read what happened to them and i read health very well it was radiation there's some radiation issue that caused this brain thing I'm looking right now at the Braxton County Monster, okay. and it was a big alien thing from about the 1950s, about seven and a half feet tall. They say that in 1952, Edward and Fred May, brothers, 12 and 13, and their friend Tommy was 10, they saw a bright object cross the sky. It came to rest on land belonging to a local farmer. The boys went to the home of the mom where they reported a UFO crash. From there... They went to find what it was. The dog ran ahead out of sight, began barking, and later ran back to the group with its tail between his legs. Uh, they came to the top of the hill where they saw a large pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet to their right. And they said the, there was a mist that made their eyes and nose burn. Anyway, so I guess there's this monster that, that does it still hang out there in Braxton County? No. No, it's all gone. It, it's gone. But the government showed up a minute later. What? Yeah, for real. And so, and what? they ran everybody out of there and this and that. And it, it really did happen. Okay. And so I talked to some of these people. So I read that that thing was just sort of the same thing. So sometimes that happens. Okay. This is the subject for the email. I'm cheating on my husband with three people, two men and a woman. 
Okay, wait. She's cheating on her husband with three people, yep. two men and one woman. I've been married for almost 10 years. I feel out of control. I'm not sure if I still love my husband or I'm just in a state of wanting to be crazy and do things I've never gotten to do. Should I stay with my husband? Is he my soulmate? Or try things with one of these guys I actually really like. The other woman or the other man and woman are just sexual. I feel terrible, but I feel like this is something I had to do to get it out of my system. I think it was something she had to do because she wanted to do it, not about it going away. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's going to go out of your system. I think it's in your system. Mm-hmm. And so now it become normal and it's fun. And I think that this is a way of life. So I think that uh, your husband will probably, to your surprise, dump you. And so what happens? Really? Yeah. So what happens is a lot of times these nice husbands that put up with a lot of stuff, uh, you know, women never think the guy's going to ever dump them. But mm-hmm. there'll be that day, and it's sort of the aha moment where mm-hmm. their eyes just open up and they wake up, and then and they're done, and they're done, and when they're done, they're done. Kayla is up next. Kayla, thanks for calling us on KDWB. What's your question for Gary? Um, my dad died about a month ago, and one of the people we didn't let in the room was his mom because they've had a horrible relationship their whole life, and now that side of the family, except for my grandpa, is blaming me for everything, and I just want to know kind of if he would have wanted her in there and what's going on with the family. Well, I heard not in a million years. What does that mean? means not a no. I don't think he would have wanted her there because uh, he would believe that she would have hurt one of the people that was there to to love him. Uh, He didn't care if she hurt him because he was totally callous uh, to her and hates her. And so, but uh, he would have not wanted her to be there because he would have thought she would have stirred up something among you guys like she's doing now or whatever because you're getting blamed for things. Okay. So, is he okay? He's great. Yeah. I see him in heaven, says his feet are good and his legs feels good. Is, is, so he, no more cancer. Uh, he's doing what? No more cancer. No, obviously not, but his legs hurt and his feet were killing him, he said. Makes sense? <laughs> okay. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. Okay, here's now. one from, uh, I'm not going to use her name. She says, my 15-year-old brother's a great kid. He plays sports. He's involved in clubs. He enjoys outdoor activities, hunting and fishing. People always compliment him for being such a great kid and so respectful. However, when it comes to our mother, no dad is in the picture. He's downright mean and disrespectful. I know some of it's typical teenage behavior, and some might be related to his ADHD, but it is wearing on all of us, and we don't know what to do. So he's nice around other people. He's nice to strangers. He's nice to school teachers and friends or whatever, but he is mean and disrespectful to mom. What is the deal? Well, his mom's always been there, a thousand percent, it feels like. It's one of these overprotective mothers that loves him beyond uh, anything. And so he has uh, no sense of appreciation Uh because he has no doubt that she'll always be there. And so when you don't appreciate something, believe it or not, you can't, uh, if if you don't appreciate something, you can't ever be happy with it. And so that totally you, makes sense. You'll, you'll feel no happiness from something if you don't appreciate something. Because she's always been there without fail. Right. She's always been there. She's always been reliable, always been a great mom. Right. So he knows that he can treat her like garbage, and she'll still be there just as happy and supportive right. and forgiving as she was yeah. every day of your life. Yep. So how does she get to break that pattern? Back off. Back off? Yeah, quit. And say, okay, I'm going to quit my job as a mom. Good luck. See how you do. And if she does that for about a week, he'll straighten up. Really? Yeah, but like forever. Sometimes you got to wake him up a little bit. And so um, it, and usually moms will never do that. we got time for one more, Fallon. Growing up, and even now today, when I stay at my dad's old farmhouse, I hear a lot of things. 
a man walking on our dining room floor, but it's not my dad. I will hear a radio playing when it's not on. I even hear women talking in the kitchen when I take naps. Who is doing this and why? I, I think that she's just being real psychic. See, being psychic, I hear all kinds of things, see lots of stuff, um, and experience a, a lot of things spiritually that really wouldn't be there, you know, but they are there. And so just like, you know, gifted kids do, uh, she should come to my seminar. She'd be a good person that should really come to my seminar and learn how to sort out all these visions and things she can see and hear in her head. So she don't think she's crazy and she don't think something's trying to attack her. What What's in the room? All kinds of stuff. There's angels, there's demons, there's dead people. There's all kinds of things around ghosts, a lot of stuff. Okay. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. And today's special is only $1.99. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics, and you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number's 1-800-217-5336, and I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.